And now, Matt Wright. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. I am Matt Wright, and together, you and I are going to be traversing the muddied waters of freedom together for the next roughly 45 minutes to an hour. Welcome, y'all, to the first episode that I have ever done solo. I know what you're probably thinking, and you're probably thinking, that can't be right. You've been doing this now for six years, and you've never had a safety net? No, I have, I have never done this without a safety net. I've always had somebody else here. It was either a guest or it was a co-host or something, but this is the first episode that I will ever be doing solo, and I am glad that all of you are here with me whilst I do it. But before we get into that, first and foremost, first and foremost, whichever, uh, whichever uh, channel you are watching this on, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whatever, please like, please share. There is a lot of insane information that we are going to be giving out today um, that you're not going to, you literally are not going to see this anywhere else. So it is up to you to share this, send it out to everybody. And uh, if we still have a channel afterwards, cool. Um, but be sure to send this out to as many people as possible because uh, there is a lot of really cool things that we are going to be getting into. Uh, so please do that. Uh, and if you happen to be one of the people listening on Anchor or on your favorite podcasting platform, thank you, because that is literally how I get paid. Uh, so thank you to all of you. And to all of you, I say, Bula Vinaka. Now, before we get into this entire episode, of course, we have to pay the bills. And that means Mudwater, the most aptly named sponsor that we have ever had, ever, and probably will ever have in the entirety of this show. Mudwater is the coffee alternative that tastes exactly like what you think it would taste like and has one-seventh of the caffeine as coffee, meaning it's not going to give you that jolt in the morning, but also it comes with no crash. So really, it's up to you on which you prefer. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. If you head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can start your mud water journey today. And you can not look like me at the end of the day because I have so much caffeine, it is unhealthy for my heart. Um, but yeah, head on over, try it with honey. Actually, only try it with honey. Don't use the creamer that they give you because that coconut creamer, blah, 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 not good. So try it with honey. Now, getting into this week's episode, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. We're only gonna touch on a few of it. One of the things is very, very important that we are going to touch on, but because I now get to produce everything on my own, of course I get to do whatever I want. So Joe Biden turned 80 this weekend and I felt that it wouldn't be right for us here at Muddied Waters to not wish him the happiest of birthdays in the only way that we know how. So here is a wonderful video birthday card to the commander in chief, Joe Biden. Nope, that's not it. Question. That's it. What law school did you attend? And where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly... I, I think, we I, I, think I probably right have here. a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. So many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here, for, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, 
Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I think she was. She was I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives who were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. So I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the sec- the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about. Understanding what you may hear about me, I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Happy birthday, Joe Biden. I look forward to the next however many years you happen to remain alive of being able to put out these videos because you say the dumbest things. Um, Speaking of old politicians who say dumb things, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has decided to step down from leadership of the House Democratic Caucus. And here we have her, well... She So Nancy Pelosi being Nancy Pelosi, she asked for a minute to speak and then spoke for 15. Uh, and so I cut out, I cut out um, many of these minutes and gave you just, you know, the two highlights of her entire speech. With these elections, the people stood in the breach and repelled the assault on democracy. They resoundingly rejected violence and insurrection. There is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. So Nancy Pelosi decided that she's not going to be in leadership anymore, and, you know, great. Honestly, I can't think of um, I can't think of a better way for her to part as to retire and uh, sing her own praises for 15 minutes straight and try to be funny in the way only a 80 year old woman from San Francisco can try to be funny. Um, but what many people are getting wrong. And the Republicans are doing this all over the place. They are saying they're running through the halls singing ding dong, the witch is dead um, about her retire. Well, her dropping out of leadership, but they forget that she's not resigning from the house. She is just resigning from leadership. She's just not seeking a role in leadership. And I don't even think that really means that she is going to be uh, resigning from leadership. It just means she's not going to be the face of the leadership anymore. Now, Instead, right now, and this could be wrong, 
but all signs point to Hakeem Jeffries uh, as the heir apparent to Nancy Pelosi, and people believe he is the one that's going to take out, uh, take over the leadership in the House. But let it not ever be said that this man looks like he just let out a silent fart and he's waiting for you to notice. Every picture, go look it up. Every picture, it looks like he gave out a silent but deadly and he's waiting for you to finally figure it out and look over at him with disgust. Um, with Nancy Pelosi still being in the House, she is still going to have a leadership role in the Democratic Party. It's not going to change that. She is still going to be there pulling the strings and involved in all of the uh, negotiations. She is going to be an integral part of the Democratic caucus. That is not changing. The fact that she is not the one holding the gavel, great, but she is go she's going to be one of the main figures in the Democratic Party until she resigns from the House or dies from natural causes. Um, so if you're going to be taking a look at somebody that's going to be taking over for Nancy Pelosi and saying, hey, this is great, Nancy Pelosi's out, you have to look at what this person stands for. And not surprisingly, Hakeem Jeffries, who will be mentored in a way by Nancy Pelosi and the House, has voted with Biden 100% of the time. He has voted for every spending increase. He has voted for every terrible bill. He voted for the assault weapons bill ban that we're going to be getting into a little bit later. He is absolutely no better than Nancy Pelosi. Now, I know that many of you people out there uh, enjoy playing video games. I'm not somebody who does, uh, but I know a lot of people do. And when you think about it, what has happened here is the Democratic Party had achieved so many uh, missions or whatever that they still have the same character. They just unlocked a new skin for that character. So, yeah, you might have gotten rid of the raggedy old 80-year-old woman who smacks her teeth and claps like a seal with weirdly. Uh, but you just have somebody, you just have a different skin on the same mentality. Getting rid of Nancy Pelosi means absolutely nothing if she's still in the House. Getting rid of Nancy Pelosi means absolutely nothing because all of them basically believe the same things. So you are still looking at the exact same, uh, you're still looking at the exact same philosophies, you're looking at the exact same ideals, and you're going to see them still pushing for massive spending. You're going to see them pushing for uh, a de degradation of liberty. You're going to see them trying to strip away your freedoms like your gun rights. You're going to see them stripping away freedoms like uh, whether or not you have to buy health care. You're going to see these still. That is not changing. So really, you don't, you haven't upgraded. It's like, uh, uh, Bob Iger coming back to take over Disney. It's not an upgrade. It's a lateral move. That's all anything, all any of this is. They are all lateral moves. When uh, John Boehner left and um, Paul Ryan took over as Speaker of the House, that was not an upgrade. That was a lateral move. Um, Joe Hanush Joe in the comments says, but Matt, at least inflation will be reduced. No, it won't. It absolutely won't because 
as we all know, Republicans still have the same uh, mentality. They're going to say for the next two years, we're not going to pass spending bills. We're not going to pass spending bills. They're going to be more fiscally responsible spending bills. And they will be blamed for the government being shut down because the Senate won't pass it. Joe Biden won't sign it, whatever. They're going to be blamed for the government being shut down. However, what you're going to be looking at in this situation what you're going to be looking at in this situation is eventually they'll come to a deal and they're going to be passing bills that are going to be spending more than uh, they intend, more than they promised they would in order to keep the government open, in order to make sure people were getting paid, in order to you know meet people across the aisle. And instead, what's going to happen is you're still going to see the, uh, the, the debt go up. Inflation's not going to be fixed for quite some time. And we are going to be stuck in this mess. Now, personally, I have a theory. I could be wrong, but once the Republicans take over in January, they're going to start cutting back on uh, funding for a lot of different things right out of the jump. Uh, and because of this, I think that the real inflation numbers are going to start coming out. We all know that the inflation numbers right now are roughly about 7.8. Um, but when this starts happening in January, you're going to start seeing the real inflation numbers uh, come out. So you're going to start seeing the 10%, the 12%, the 14%, whatever it actually is. And all of the media is going to point at the Republicans and say, if they were passing the spending bills or the funding bills that the Democrats are uh, advising, they would uh, absolutely be, the uh, inflation would absolutely be going down. But because they aren't, we are now stuck with higher inflation than we did uh, before they came into power. Um, so Josh Umba said, uh, what happened with Nancy's husband's thing? Well, she said she left because of that. And I, I don't even really know what happened with all of that because all of that's weird. Every single ounce of that story is weird. And for Democrats to blame that on Republicans is just for Democrats to blame that on Republicans makes no sense ideologically because you were talking about an illegal immigrant from Canada that was part of a nudist colony and uh, made hemp clothes or whatever. That guy is not a Republican. He was not a member of the vast right wing conspiracy, as Hillary Clinton called it in the 90s. He was definitely on the more left side. He may have had right-leaning things, but he was not in any way, shape, or form somebody on the right. He may have gotten wrapped up in some of the QAnon kind of conspiracy theory, but ideologically, he was not on the right. Um, it was the entire situation with that was absolutely bizarre. Um, so... So with Nancy Pelosi out, no difference is going to be made. Hakeem Jeffries is just Nancy Pelosi, except, you know, I assume male. I don't want to assume gender, but I assume male and he's a person of color. And other than that, they are exactly the same thing. You aren't getting anything differently. You are just getting a different face. That's it. Now, before I get into this next part, I was told this theory earlier this week. I was told this, th 
theory earlier this week, and I have tried to find something wrong. Their names are pronounced differently, Joe Hanush. That is absolutely correct. Um, but I've been trying to find where this theory is wrong. I've looked for holes. If you guys find a hole in anything that I'm about to say about what I think happened in Poland, please tell me. Please tell me uh, whether or not you see something wrong with the logic being used here. I'm also going to say that this theory was originally posted and talked about on Alex and Adrian's unattended baggage, Alex Snicker, who was on the show last week on his show over the weekend. And he and I, he's and I talked about this for a couple of hours the other day. And I believe that there is absolutely no way that uh, what they are telling us is true. So as we all know, last week, Poland was rocked by a missile strike and reports were initially saying coming from uh, the AP uh, that it was a Russian missile. We all remember, I believe it was actually last Tuesday, um, they were saying that it was a Russian missile. And because of this, because a NATO country was harmed, uh, Poland being a NATO country, because a NATO country was attacked, they could invoke Article 4 of the NATO agreement. This brought the heads of NATO together to decide if this was actually an attack on a NATO country. They concluded that Putin was lying what, or sorry, Putin wasn't lying when he said that it was a Ukrainian missile and praise be, World War III was avoided. And like everybody, everybody worldwide was willing to accept this with the exception of one person and that was Zelensky who continued saying that wasn't our missile, that wasn't our missile, except, you know, in Ukrainian. He kept saying it, and he still will say it today. You are seeing it in a lot of places that he's still saying it, and everybody is saying, everybody is saying, oh, no, that was definitely Russian. Now, you have to think, are we choosing to believe Putin, or are we choosing to believe Zelensky? Which one of these two people is more likely to lie in this situation? So... As I said, this was first reported on unattended baggage. And so I'm going to read this report exactly how it's written, because if you guys find anything wrong with this, please message, put it in the comments. Let me know what is wrong. Let me know what is wrong. And I will happily pass this along. But I cannot find a hole in this theory, even a little bit. So Adrian Wiley wrote this up. And he wrote, first of all, most surface-to-air missiles will either disarm or detonate when it has not acquired a target and has exhausted their fuel. Now, just for a little backstory, Adrian Wiley was a surface-to-air missile gunner in the Army. He went to the top gun of surface-to-air missile gunners and got first place or won. I don't know how they do that, but he is one of the he knows what these things do. He understands it. Um, this is because the reason that they uh, exhaust their fuel, uh, this is because you're usually firing uh, 
surface to air missiles from deep within your own territory to defend your cities, bases, infrastructures from air and missile attacks, which makes sense. When somebody's attacking you, you're going to be firing up, trying to stop the attack. Think the Iron Dome in, uh, in Israel. Uh, you don't want them falling back down into your own territory as bombs, which is what would happen if they didn't do this. Um, the S-300, which is the missile that they are saying, this was, um, can be programmed to detonate on impact with the ground, but that would not be standard. Because why would Ukraine do this? Why would they program it to to detonate when it hits the ground if it's being fired to protect their own territory. If they're launching, uh, they would so Ukraine would absolutely set them to self-destruct after their maximum range was exceeded in order to protect their own population. Because say what you will about Zelensky, I don't believe. I don't believe uh, he is trying to murder his own people. Say what you will. Uh, I just don't think he is. Um, Max Meeks, what's going on, man? Uh, thanks for watching. Max Meeks over on YouTube. I used to get drunk with this guy all the time. He actually, I think I have his book here. He is the author of How We Became the American Zombies by Max Meeks. Um, go and check it out. Uh, so... So the site of the missile strike in Poland, I'm not even going to attempt the name because it's got way too many consonants for it to make sense. Uh, but the site of the missile strike in Poland, and if somebody understands uh, coordinates, you'll understand what I'm saying much better than I do. Uh, but 50 degrees by 28 by 28 north and 23 degrees by 55 and 19 east. That was where the missile struck. Now. The site is a small grain storage facility and distribution facility. There is a major rail depot. Um, there is a major rail, rail depot and a uh, fighter base at Dan Danilo Halton, at Danilo Halitsky, Halitsky International Airport. Um, which is within a half a kilometer of longitudinal coordinates 23 by 55 19 east this exact location had been previously targeted by russia uh in fact the last time that russia attacked the site the missile landed within a few hundred feet of 23 55 19 east now another interesting coincidence <laughs> another interesting coincidence the Antonov Aircraft Manufacturing Plant, which is the maker of the military cargo and transportation aircraft, is located exactly on the same latitude line to the second. So as the missile strike in Poland, uh, to the second as the missile strike location in Poland, 50-28-28. The factory and adjacent airfield have been previously targeted by Russia. So that means if you draw a line due west from the Antonov Air aircraft factory in kiev another line due north from the rail depot next to the fighter base at danlo Halsky international airport in lviv um because i don't know how to say these names uh it's like trying to figure out how to say names of cities in northern florida um 
those two lines would intersect exactly at the location in Poland where the missiles struck. So you had an airport, or you had an aircraft factory, and you had a uh, and you had yeah you had a air you had an airport and you had an aircraft manufacturing plant, both of which had been targeted by the Russians in the past. Both of them have their geographical coordinates as one of the geographical coordinates for the exact spot that this missile hit. Um, now, Russian cruise missile targeting is most likely programmed manually by a small group of IT personnel from the main computation center of the general staff uh, facilities in Moscow and St. Petersburg, not this one, the other one, our sister city, oddly enough. Um, uh, facilities in Moscow and St. Petersburg under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Igor Bagna. So if a Russian tech was programming a caliber um, or Iskander, uh, either a sea-launched or a, a land-based cruise missile, uh, to strike the Danlo-Halsky International Air Base in Lviv, or the Antony, Ant, or Antonov aircraft, aircraft Factory in Kiev, and accidentally mixed those two numbers up, transpose those coordinates, it would land almost exactly of the missile strike location in Poland. So, because Russian cruise missiles have optical target identification and guidance system, it would have visually identified the nearest target of opportunity once it reached its program coordinates. So in this case, what appeared to be a railroad car on a railroad track got hit. Now, I'm not saying that this was 100% definitely a Russian missile. I know what NATO is saying. I know that NATO is saying that this is a Pol uh this this was a Ukrainian missile. This was a Ukrainian um this was a Ukrainian uh the the the, the what you call it? Where is it? S300. This was a Ukrainian S300. The odds of this being an S300 as opposed to a Russian missile to hit at an exact spot where the geographical coordinates match two targets, two opposite sides of that uh, of those coordinates, one longitude, one latitude. If this is actually, if the for that to happen is so incredibly, the odds of that are basically higher than winning the lottery. The odds of that are basically higher than winning the lottery that there are this many coincidences that the S300 doesn't, isn't usually programmed to detonate when it hits the ground because why would you have your surface-to-air missiles do that? You don't want them acting as bombs on your own people. Instead, what makes more sense is that somebody in Moscow made a mistake or St. Petersburg, 
Joe Hanush says, don't fire missiles while being dyslexic. Yes, no, don't do that. Um, but some odds are somebody in Moscow or St. Petersburg made a mistake and hit Poland. And then the entire world scrambled together. Poland initially said it was a Russian missile. The AP originally said it was a Russian missile. Zelensky still says it was a Russian missile. Everybody was saying this was a Russian missile. This was being reported by uh, the media worldwide that a Russian missile hit Poland. Then they all got together and said, no, it was Ukrainian. And Zelensky's like, no, 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 that was Russian. That wasn't uh, Ukrainian. And the entire world went, no, that was Russian. That was Ukrainian. That wasn't Russian missile. And the question is why? The question is why would they lie about that? For the better part of a year and a half now, when did this, I don't even know when this war started anymore. Um, for the better part of a year and a half, we've been hearing about how uh, Russia was going to invade Poland, how bad Putin is, and how Zelensky is great. And you see Sean Penn over there giving him his Oscar. You see Sean Penn over there giving him his Oscar and saying, I just want that back after we get this thing done and over with. And Zelensky's like, oh, thank you, thank you. And, you know, he puts it up on his shelf and he's never going to give that back. Um, why did they Why did they lie? Why did they change this? Was it to avert World War III? Was it to avert World War III? Was it to ensure that... Uh, we wouldn't have to like that all of NATO would have to go to war against Russia, which would absolutely spark World War Three. Or is it because they don't really care? The other thing is, if it is a Ukrainian missile, Ukrainian's not a NATO country. If they fired a missile and it landed in Poland. Why don't they get the same treatment as Russia? Either way, like, so when it happened, when it happened last week, I immediately said, I am 100% certain that this was an accident. There is no way they intentionally hit Poland. No, like, it just didn't happen. No, this was an accident. And everybody, everybody, the media, everybody, got up in arms and they said, we need to go after Russia. Russia did this. They're going to be talking Article 5 later tonight. Instead, they got up, they had the Article 4 where everybody got together in order to talk about Article 5, and they came back and said, nope, that was Ukrainian, to which Zelensky was going, no, it wasn't. That was definitely Russian. And they all said, nope. If they're going to have the Article 5 for Russia, why wouldn't they have it for Ukraine? It doesn't, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They're covering for Putin, throwing Ukraine under the bus, not going after Ukraine, not going after Russia. It's almost like NATO is useless, um, which it is. Uh, so if anybody... so. If anybody sees something wrong with this, if, if somebody finds a hole in anything that I said here, please let me know. Because when I was looking at it, when I was trying to figure it out, I could not find anything wrong with this. I was doing, I, I checked the geographical coordinates. 
which I don't understand them, but I now have given them to you. So if you understand them, awesome. Um, I checked the geographical coordinates. Uh, I checked types of missiles, what they said it was an S-300, but the Russians use the, uh, uh, the caliber and the Iskander. Um, so it appears to me and to other people as well, I am assuming, that what we have is Russia accidentally fired a missile, landed in Poland. The heads of state from across the world got together and said, no, we, they, we know this was an accident. We're not starting World War III over an accident. Sorry, sorry about your two, uh, sorry about your two people lost. Josh Umbog says, uh, honestly, what if it's a U.S. NATO supplied weapon hitting Poland NATO bad optics they'd want to cover? Yeah, I mean, that's also true. The, the only thing that makes me question whether or not uh, this actually comes from Russia versus anybody else is the geographical coordinates. The fact that the two geographical coordinates for that spot in Poland, both of the numbers line up with separate numbers on two sites that Russia nor Russia has been attacking in uh, Ukraine. Somebody did a data entry error. And they are doing everything that they can to make sure that we don't find out about it. Uh, the uh, I guess the reporter for the AP that initially announced that it was Russian, that everybody ran with, that every news station ran with, was fired because he refused to take it back. I'm, I mean, I can't really... That The way that this looks to me is Russia, Russia accidentally bombed Poland. Now, if Russia actually accidentally bombed Poland, that would be grounds for Article 5. But Ukraine accidentally bombed Poland, and that's not grounds for Article 5. None of this makes any sense. But then again, neither does government. So that's where we're at with that. Now, as we all know, Thursday is Turkey Day. We're all going to be getting, you know, stuffed on turkey, uh, turkey and mashed potatoes and mac and cheese and stuffing and all the other things. And after spending all of that time with your family, you're going to be lying around on the couch on Friday, relaxing, pants unbuttoned, binge watching whatever pepsi where's my jet or whatever is on netflix um and you're going to be thinking huh i want to spend a lot of money right now and good thing because this black friday we are having a black friday sale at muddied waters uh media store uh where's my thing where is do i not have that on here if you head on over to our store there it is uh, if you head on over to our store, you can hang on. What loss? Nope, not that one. If you head on over to our store, if you use the code muddied in the uh, if you use the code muddied in the checkout box, and go right there. Uh, you can use the code muddied in the checkout box. If you spend more than fifty bucks, you get fifteen percent off 
you get 15% off of your entire order. So go on over, get gifts for everybody out there in your world that needs a little liberty in their lives. Uh, and, uh, you know, get some stuff for yourself. I actually need to get a new phone case because my phone case is chipping off after three years. So head on over, muddiedwiresmedia.com slash store. Use code muddied in the discount box and you can have 15% off of your entire order. So moving on. The assault weapons ban of 2022 passed the House earlier this year, as we know. Uh, it passed with a uh, 217 to 213 over the summer. And odds are this is mostly dead on arrival in the Senate. Because you would need 10 Republicans to switch sides in order to block the filibuster. And you're not getting 10 Republicans to switch sides. Not going to happen. Even when the new Senate comes over in uh, January, you're not getting nine Republicans to switch sides on this issue. What the interesting things about this uh, bill, though, was they put in a grandfather clause, meaning that if you owned any of the weapons that were listed in the bill, you were fine. You weren't going to become a felon overnight. Just if you wanted to purchase that weapon in the future, then you would become a felon. But if you already owned it, you would become you wouldn't become a felon overnight, or so they say. Uh, and the other thing they did was they listed specific weapons. They listed specific weapons, and they were like any semi-auto. And then they but they listed specific weapons after that uh, in order to ensure that it would be a more narrow bill that they could then piggyback on later. Um, The odds of this going through the Senate are basically nil. Uh, I can't think of anything in this world that would get 10 Republicans to switch sides or nine in January. You would need for that many Republicans to switch side. You would need massive, massive public pressure after a national tragedy that would need to happen with the exact same guns that are being proposed, that are banned, in the exact same kind of magazines that are proposed to be banned. Now, in completely unrelated news, there was a shooting over the weekend at Club Q in Colorado Springs. Uh, and while we don't know a lot about the shoot. Well, actually, we, since I wrote these notes, we know a little bit more about the shooter. We obviously know his name, but we're not going to say it because I don't do that on the air. Um, we know uh, we know a little bit. We know that his grandfather was like a Republican mayor or state senator in, uh, in California. Uh, we know that he was arrested for calling in a bomb threat and threatening his mother with a gun um, that they had to clear out, you know, the block. Uh, we know that when he was seven years ago, 15, uh, when he was 15 years old, he posted to a YouTube channel a video that was called uh, Asian Homosexual Gets uh, Molested, and it was an animated thing. We know all of this about him. But we don't know why he wanted to do any of this stuff. We also know that the red flag laws, which don't work in any state, didn't work in Colorado. 
Because after you threaten to blow up your city block and shoot your mother in the face, your mother who was arrested for arson and then later placed down to lesser charges, um, when you do that, odds are you're probably going to get your guns taken away. This didn't happen. They took him. He ended up getting them back. No charges were brought against him. Now, when he entered the club and he started shooting, we all know now that he was wearing body armor and that he was taken down by a couple of people at the club, one of whom uh, was an army vet who ended up beating him with his own weapon, um, meaning he also didn't know how to use that weapon properly. Um, so we are looking at a situation where somebody who is just crazy, it's a mental health issue. That's what all of these shootings really are. Um, all of them are basically mental health issues. When you had the guy in Atlanta that was going around, people were saying it was an Asian hate crime. It wasn't. It was a sex worker hate um, That was a mental health issue. The guy that shot up the grocery store in Buffalo, that was, men that was a mental health issue. When you had the uh, Sutherland Springs, mental health issue. Ment like All of them are mental health issues. People are not actually being indoctrinated into this way of thinking and then just going, yep, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to go there with no plan and shoot up this club, shoot up this uh, church, shoot up this restaurant. They're going there because of mental health issues. Because of this, there is no reason that they should be pulling guns out of the hands of anybody that could be there to protect the people from people with mental health issues whenever this uh whenever this happened yeah narcissistic said parkland had a lifetime of mental health services yeah if you look at any of them if you go back to columbine uh dylan roof and the other one whose name i don't remember off the top of my head mental health issues in and out of psychiatrist's office both of them were on zoloft they were massively medicated and they had mental health problems it is absolutely a mental health problem um Josh Umbaugh says, everyone is calling this a hate crime. I don't know yet. Haven't heard enough. And I don't know. I, I've got a theory. I have no idea if it's right. I'm not willing to say that this is what it is. I think that kid was closeted. Uh, his grandfather was a massive Republican. He was a massive Republican. And he was a MAGA guy. And I think that he was afraid to come out to his family. So he had been going there. Guilt got to him. And then he went there because the guilt got too high. But... He also had, like, he had threatened to murder his mom. His mom had burned something down at some point. Uh, he, he had so many issues, so many issues growing up. He, you know, obviously I hate saying you had a hard life. So, you know, you get a pass because you don't. Um, but he had a lot of issues growing up and it came out in violence in later years. And instead of uh, doing anything about it when he threatened to murder his family and blow up a block they just let him go which gave him the ability to go out and do more um uh josh umbaugh says i'd call mass murder uh matt uh, all mass murders hate crimes though yeah all mass murders are hate crimes in one way or another except if you're just doing it randomly to people you're not hitting a specific demographic so it doesn't qualify in the world of equity um so no uh, joe hanush says doesn't matter if it's a hate crime no it doesn't matter if it's a hate crime what it is is it is a terrible thing 
And they will try to use it to make sure that people like you, people like me, people like Superfan Sarah Andrick, people like uh, Jason Lyon or anybody else out there can't protect them, can't protect their family for the next time somebody has a mental health issue that has gone untreated and the FBI will just sit there at the end of the day and say, he was on our radar. I feel bad for the five people that died and the people that were injured and to the people, the two people who uh, stopped this, you know, all the credit. And I, I am glad you were there in order to keep extra bloodshed from happening. However, don't try to pen this on some ideological uh, fallacy that this is because of Trump or this is because of uh, the, the far right. Now, this is because... He had gone untreated and unchecked for so long that even when the police were called to him for trying to blow up his blow up a, a block and kill his family, they let him go. This falls down to law enforcement dropping the ball months ago because all of this could have been avoided. So that is it for this week i hope you all enjoyed my first solo show i am not gonna lie that was uh terrifying um but i hope you all enjoyed it uh next week tune in oh real quick uh to the subscribers out there thank you uh you have no idea how grateful i am that you are a subscriber um I know that we have been slacking on the subscriber only content, but don't worry, uh, plans are being made, we're pushing forward, uh, and we are going to be getting you more content soon, and it will become a more regular thing. Uh, so it is coming, I promise. It's just we've been, we're in a state of flux, and we are kind of figuring out where to go from here. But in the meantime, know that I am here, and I am never going to leave you, probably, but uh, I have been, I've been doing, so I've been doing this now six years, six years and two weeks. Uh, I have missed one episode of the muddied waters of freedom, um, because I was on vacation and I am not leaving. I am going to be here and I am going to continue to do this and I am going to continue to give you the news. Occasionally I'll have co-hosts. Alex Snicker is going to be coming on once a month. Uh, I'll have other people coming in to join me, but you're going to be getting a whole lot more of me and I hope you all like it. So be sure to tune in, head on over to Anchor, hit that subscribe button, and until next week, remember, where we're going, we don't need roads.